Move Call Podcast, Iteration 7. From the lands of Western Canada. <laughs> Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. From the lands of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North, welcome to This Week from the Cave of Cool. I am Kelvin Hyten. And I'm M.D. Jackson. Up until now, there's been big events that have happened, like the death of Stan Lee, like the release of Bohemian Rhapsody, which have kind of taken over our podcast uh, for that week. But this week, we're going back to the source. Back to the beginning, Vicini said. Go back to the beginning, and the beginning, it always starts with Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. So all our stories that we're going to be talking about tonight come exactly from the Cave of Cool. You can read about them there. You can continue the, the love and see all the other great things that I do post about. So this week is truly this week from the Cave of Cool. So you're getting a double treat. You're getting the original Cave of Cool, but it's almost supersized. Extra spicy. Muy caliente. Lots of beef, too. Human beef, cow beef, and a special animal beef. Supersized. We're talking about the Cave of Cool, Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool, because we've only just recently got our, our, our permanent home. Tell everybody where that is. Okay, that's at caveofcool.podbean.com. Podbean, of course, is a podcasting hosting site. I wonder if they have people that just go through like all the podcasts and then and then whittle them down to one like champion podcast and then everyone fawns over it for maybe five years till I grow tired of it and then and then they move on to something else. Well if there were immunity challenges along the way that might be fun. But if you're on Podbean man, I cut you loose, man. If you you keep me from my dream man, I cut you loose. (laughs) There's that snake pit and it's you and me. I don't know what it's what's gonna happen. I can't promise you I'm gonna be self sac self sacrificing for that idiot mass audience that is watching on television. I wouldn't do it. Well let's hope it doesn't come to that. For Cavecool.podbean.com. Yes. If you're on Podbean, you can follow us. Uh, please follow us. We'd like to find people who actually do follow us because because comments are very rare. Only a very small percentage of people comment. So please, if you're out there, do comment. Uh, you can get an app for your phone to uh, listen to the uh, Cave of Cool podcast while you're on the go. What could be on more the fun go. than that? Look at that. You're stuck in a, a broken subway. You could be listening to the Cave of Cool. Exactly. So there's and no excuse. Yeah, keep you from stabbing your neighbor. Yeah. And that's and always a good thing. If you can't wrap your head around the Podbean thing, but you're on iTunes, you can follow us on iTunes. You can uh, subscribe, listen to the, all the podcasts on I, on iTunes, and leave a comment, and leave us some stars. But don't, I said leave us one star. Don't leave us one star, because that means yeah. you hated it. And I'll find you. I will find yeah. you. Leave I'll us some stars. I'll and make you cry. Leave a comment. We'll give you a shout out exactly. on the show. Exactly. So this now that we are... This is good free entertainment that you're getting here. Absolutely. Can you imagine how much I love you? I know the only one for me, yeah, could ever be you. My arms won't free you and my heart won't try. Thank you, you're beautiful. Last Friday was the first time I ever went out in probably... I don't want to say how long because it would be embarrassing. <laughs> but basically, if you think of somebody with a, a, a sentence in a, in, a, in a hospital for the mentally insane and then he gets out, 
that's what my Friday night was kind of like. I went out Friday night with with uh, three friends of mine, and we went to see another friend of ours playing this band at a at a, a place called the Vat in Red Deer, right? The Vat. And there used to yeah, the Vat, the and Bat. there used to be there used to be like the Park Hotel had the strippers, right? Yeah. And then there was the Buffalo, the Arlington, and the Valley were three really close next to each other, so you could kind of migrate between the three. Mm-hmm. And then across the street was the Windsor. And the Windsor uh, was what the biker bar, right? Right. And the Windsor had the, the strip bar down in the basement. And oh. so that, that was kind of Red Deer's downtown bars. So you could park somewhere and walk, basically, so, to about five or six different bars and experience five or six different vibes, right? Yeah. So, the, so the, a lot of event. Downtown, lot of downstairs, stripper bar, yeah. Okay, yeah, so exactly. So, okay, when we're 17 years old, me and two of my buddies would skip social studies class maybe three times a week in that last month and go to the, the Windsor Hotel. And we thought, you know, we got to try this, guys. Maybe they will serve us alcohol, even though we're 17. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're so loosey-goosey, these bikers, right? Yeah. That they'll just see we're by that badass cool kids and, and they'll want to, you know, learn us in the, in, in, uh, what women are really like, you know what I mean? Right. What, what a dancing, what a strippers, you know, what it's like to be a strip club. So <laughs> we take the chance, we go down those long flight of stairs, maybe 40 stairs, right? Mm-hmm. Into this pretty cool little basement. There's some pool tables and a bar and basically the stripper and the guy with the, the music, right? So we're sitting there and we're, waitress comes over, what can I get you boys? And you know, we should have said beer, right? Right. We should have. But what does Calvin say? I'll have a tequila sunrise. Oh. <laughs> Right, and my two buddies go. Yeah, sounds good. You know, it's just I don't know why that happened, but you, you oversold it right away. I really did. So we're drinking our, or the three of us are drinking our tequila sunrises, very pleased with ourselves. Uh-huh. And and the girl comes out and she's dancing, and it's it's as magnificent as you'd expect it to be. Yeah. A little bit awkward and embarrassing for her, um, yeah. you At know, 17? and for everybody. Yeah. At seventeen, yeah, but it's it's something. Man, I'm so glad I'm not in class right now. <laughs> Damn it, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not in class right now. So we're sitting in there, and this guy. He must have been there since noon. Um, I think they had a buffet. I I don't know. I hope not. But this guy was was bothering the stripper, yeah. and and the DJ was going, buddy, stop it, buddy, stop it, buddy, buddy, stop. Right, like in the middle of the music. Right. He goes, buddy, if I have to call Milt, if Milt has to come for you, you're not going to be very happy. And the guy just kept being this asshole, right? And we're we're even thinking, hey man, we should do something, right? Because they did let us have drinks without carding us, right? Yeah. Maybe we can go take care of this guy. We drag him upstairs, right? Three of us, right? Be real tough, right? To make our rep. We're actually talking about this. Yeah. When when if you opened up the door to this this strip bar, light would come in, right? Because it was very dark in the basement, right? Right. And I saw this light come in, and then I saw the largest piece of humanity I have ever seen in my life. Like he literally blocked out the sun that was coming through that door, that open door, right? Mm-hmm. It was like an eclipse, and he came down those stairs. And Milt was was I bet you six hundred pounds if he was a pound, uh-huh. and uh, very bikerish. I want to see what his bike was. It must have been one with like two tires in the front, two in the back. It must have been a trike of some kind, right? <laughs> There's no way Milt's getting on a a dirt bike or anything like that, right? Because yeah. Milt would destroy anything. Um, so. And Milt's coming down the stairs, and this old guy sitting on the same side of the bar where we are, and he goes, oh, man, just watch this, boys. You're going to love it. Because if Milt has to come downstairs, Milt's not going to be very happy with whoever <laughs> made him do that. And Milt's going to take that guy upstairs, and then it's not going to be very pretty for anybody, right? Yeah. Uh, so Milt came up to this guy. He, didn't even, like, he basically made a beeline from the bottom of the stairs. Like, and, and when a 600-pound man walks, I swear to God, the place was cement. I heard rumbling, right? 
And we so had drinks doing the Jurassic Park thing. Oh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but we could see the 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 T Rex, right? Right, coming towards us, being so glad we're not prey, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, he's got his eye on this guy that's you know uh, fluttering around, right? So he's got his he's got eye on him. So he goes over, and the guy, I swear to God, he almost sensed something behind him, right? Like in the jungle, the mm-hmm. way you know the hippopotamus is going to get you. Yeah. Um. So he turns around. And he looks up at this at Milt, and all he got out of his mouth was, "But I was just." <laughs> and then Milt's hand grabbed him, and it was like under the giant, uh, you know, picking up a, a, an orange, mm-hmm. right? And so Milt dragged this guy up by his head up the stairs. So this guy basically had to had to navigate his whole body. Yeah, you know, he had to think, okay, how do I keep this guy from ripping my head off? Right, basically, literally mm-hmm. ripping my head off. So he was pretty cooperative at that point, going up those stairs. So Milt really didn't have to pull very much. Yeah. I think he's just kind of guiding by the head <laughs> to get rid of this guy. So <laughs> that was always our, our go-to thing if someone was really being an asshole. It was like, buddy, Milt will come for you. <laughs> so you don't want Milt to come down for you because <laughs> Milt isn't messing around. But that used to be, that used to be the bar scene in, 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 in Red Deer. Okay. So Milt didn't notice you got 17 year old kids sitting there. Hey, we had, to, we had to get past the door, and the guy, I swear to God, Milt must have ate the guy that was watching us, because that guy was like so rake rail thin yeah. that, that was that was watching people at the door. He didn't bother to, to cart us or anything. You know, he was just sitting there like, you know, kind of just <laughs> let us walk by, and we're thinking, man, if we're by the door, we're, we're 50% in, uh-huh. you know? And then when the tequila sunrises came, I thought, man, they make a good tequila sunrise here, right? <laughs> I'm thinking, these bikers don't shortchange anything, right? And then we got a, a floor show. The girl was very pretty, and Milt came out, came down to, to show us what he does. And uh-huh. It was like, a, you know, bring your kids to work day <laughs> for everybody. I mean, the DJ, everybody was, like, talking to us and telling us what was going to happen, you know, and, yeah. you know, the DJ came down to watch it, right? Because Milt didn't like the loud music, right? Uh-huh. So the music had to be turned down when Milt was coming down. <laughs> But oh man, it was just worth worth everything when he said, "Oh, when the milk's gonna come for you." I mean, it was worth all the weight. I mean, it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That is hilarious. And Milt, of course, a giant of a man, which oh. actually feeds into the theme for this week, which are giant animals. Oh my God, what has this week been about? I mean, I swear to God, just this day today, I'm going to say another giant animal. We're onto two giant species now. Okay. If you include three. Right. And one of them is very evil. So let's start with those those big cows. Okay. Now, big for some th- reason, this uh, this week has been a big news week. About it's probably a slow news week because we're talking about these mutant cows. No, 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 no. You don't understand how deep this thing goes. Okay. okay. I'm going to get real con- kind of conspiracy theory on you here, like kind of Alex Jonesish. Okay. Right? I'm just going to say one more to you, Monsanto. Ah, okay. How, who could get through the sludge that is Trump's daily fuck-ups, right? Who could bust that news open and give people something that would get their attention, right? Mm. And then try to sell it as, as like, it, nobody could do that like Monsanto, okay? They got the resources, they got the bodies, they got the people in the right places to make this kind of shit happen, right? Right. So, off in Australia, they got Nickers. He's about, what, six feet four. Right. Then in Steinbach, Manitoba. Ste- no, remember that name. Steinbach, Manitoba. Steinbach. They got another one called Dozer that is supposedly six foot five, right? Yeah. And I'm going, I'm going shenanigans when I hear this and see these pictures. Yeah. Then I see it on the news. I see the video footage. And that's a big freaking cow. Even though Australia, you got busted on this. You posed your big cow with, um, classically littler cows, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're half a normal cow, right? Right. These, these, the breed that was around him. Are kind of like a midgety form of cow. Yes, they were all one year old. 
Yeah, but still, small you, you made your, you made your big cow look bigger than it really is, you, right? You did. Okay. You, you messed with perspective on everybody, right? Yeah. And you had no people in there to really give us some, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, so, there's no perspective. That's right. So, again, I saw that first one. I thought, oh, that's cute. Okay. And then another one comes. Then right. there's three. There's another one in Texas because Texas, Texas right? Texas. <laughs> because Texas. So there's three of these mutant cows out there. And Steinbeck, Manitoba is where my beloved Ukrainian relatives uh, landed when they came to Canada. It was kind of like the big city. Right. Right. When my, 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 my grandfather came to Canada three times, mm-hmm. he went back to Ukraine once, then came back to Canada, didn't like it again, went back to Ukraine, didn't like it back in Ukraine, came back, and then went back to get a girl and come back. I mean, Wait, he went back to Ukraine to get a girl and come back to Canada? No, the, after two times leaving the Ukraine, coming to Canada, going back to Ukraine, coming back to Canada, and then getting a girl. Okay. So it was like six times. Okay. Like, what a maniac. All right. Why so do this that? Is, and these, these, so this is where your, your uh, you that's where my hillbilly rel- relations come Steinbeck, from, right? Manitoba. And that's Steinbeck, where Dozer, Dozer that's is. Where Do- that's where this Dozer is. And he's very noticeable. And people say, come see him at the farm, right? You know, no security, no nothing. Come get a picture with this big mutant cow. Yeah. And, and it's going to become one of those things where, because they got a big cow face and they know they can't be killed. So they're going to have that, that I can't be killed cow attitude. Yeah. Right. Um, be- they're going because they can't fit into the slaughterhouse, they're which they big. call it. Yeah, they call it an abattoir to make it sound, you know, classy. Yeah. It's a slaughterhouse, basically, yeah. right? But I, I say cut it in half, <laughs> send it in that way, it'll right. be fine. Now you're but, you're saying this is a conspiracy from Monsanto. Oh my God! They three come on okay, three now, in one l- week. L- let me just three let me just back you up. Let me just for those of you who don't know, Monsanto is an American agrochemical, agricultural, biotechnology. Biotechnology Corporation, right? Which is actually owned. Which is actually owned by without a sense of humor. It's actually owned by Bayer, right? The the people who make the aspirin, and who made a lot of drugs since Victorian times. All right. So, so Monsanto is, of course, you know, vilified by the you know the organic farmers. Right. Uh, You ask any organic farmer about Monsanto, they'll roll their eyes because their seeds are genetic. Their seeds are genetically modified, they are and nobody knows modified. what happens generation, generation, generation down the line. I just, I, I knew a fellow here in, the, in in my neck of the woods who ran an organic farm who who had a newsletter called the Ramshorn. He published it every month, and uh, his his thing was Monsanto is screwing up the agriculture, and that was his. He was an evangelical about it. He's passed on now, old Bruce well, Lee, I, but but he I was, can uh, see how people can be that that. Uh, passionate about that company because I, I swear to God, they're like, you know, the Umbrella Corporation in the movies, Resident mm-hmm. Evil. Yep. They make them look like, they, they make Umbrella look like they have a sense of humor, right? <laughs> because they're just, the, the, you know, modifying the plant life and, and things like that. Yeah. I mean, were they the ones that came up with that golden rice that prevents blindness? I don't think it was Monsanto. I think that was Okay, that's why, that's why, I, I remember this because that's why I hate them because yeah. they probably stopped the development of that because it wasn't profitable enough. Well, of right? course not. Because you know, they're going to give it away, right? You don't want to give anything away. I'll exactly. tell you how evil Monsanto is, and this is something that, and again, take this with a grain of salt. But No, I'm going to believe you. Okay. Um, Monsanto genetically modifies a seed. Yes. That seed, as happens, is carried by the wind, finds its, its way into other farmers' fields. So the farmer pays to have this genetically modified seed. Those seeds go and find their way to other farmers' fields through no fault of the other farmers. Right. You know, And then, of course, Monsanto comes along and, and sues them for copyright infringement. Of course. You know, that's kind of like you, you buying a specialty color for your house. You go paint your house on a windy day and, and bits of paint fleck, you know, f- land on the next neighbor's house and then you sue your neighbor for, you know, copyright infringement. Yeah, but okay, then why aren't they suing the wind? 
the wind is the delivery vehicle for for what you uh, what you produced, right? And what you gave to this farmer. So the wind is really the the dealer here. Okay, right? Here's a well. You know you know why you don't sue the wind because the wind don't have no money. Yeah, exactly. You only sue people with money. Exactly. Yeah. And does I not have more money than God? I mean, it's just, it, it, it's so evil, it would never be unraveled. Mm-hmm. And nuclear war would not unravel it. They probably have, uh, like, that in De- the Denver airport, whatever's beneath that, mm-hmm. right, that people believe, you know, they've probably got a part in that too. Well, they probably got, you know, contingency stock portfolios just in case. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stuffed a little short kid so, in that Mars rover that they just landed, right? <laughs> Just, just to you know, see what would happen. Okay, so the bo- long and short of it is that Monsanto is a, a conveniently evil corporation. So now you think they are responsible for these? Well, of course. Well, well, I'm us- well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying somebody is, mm-hmm. and it's it's certainly not Farmer Buck, right? No. I mean, he didn't just go on vacation and do something to a cow in three places, and you know, look what happened. I mean, in, in three in one week. I mean, come on, somebody do me the odds. Do the math, man. Okay, the math well, would never stand up to that. Now, the thing about it is, I mean, Nickers, Dozier, and the, there was one in California called Daniel. They were all Holsteins. Yes. They're all steers. Yes. Which naturally grow bigger. Without their balls. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also, steers mm-hmm. generally get slaughtered at about three years old. Okay. Now, Dozier uh, was about seven. Uh, so we let them live three more years and they get that mutatedly big? Basically, yeah, you know. It, then why aren't we doing it? Why why can I not go to a drive-in restaurant like the old A&Ws and get one of those ribs like Fred Flintstone did? You know, <laughs> so like a giant, giant steer ribs. Yeah, why can't I get one of those? Well, apparently... It would be, but I'm wondering, would it be a, a net sum gain? Because the methane that all the cows produce right now that go into the atmosphere with their cow farts, right? Right. If we made bigger cows and got rid of the little cows, would they make bigger farts? And would it all, like, do you get more good meat from a big cow? I don't know. I don't well, think so. And I we'll never not. find out because apparently they're too big for the abattoir. Yeah, but to make them, like I said, you know somebody that works there thought, cut him into fours. Come on, guys. Let's not be stupid here. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to kill him here. We okay. could cut him in the lawn. He's yeah, one now, cow, right? Now, apparently the steers, like, that's, that's basically the, their extended, that's the extent of their life. When they, when they live that long, for instance, Daniel, um, who um, was eight years old, um, he died of calcium deficiency because they couldn't give him enough food to feed him. You know, See, get, food of the gods, help. that's what's going to save us. So if you had slaughtered Daniel... His meat probably would not have been. It would have been prime rib. I mean, it would have been a huge prime rib, but it wouldn't have been, you know, the best prime rib. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I w- I'm glad to know that because it was the same thing. Like, why, you know, those those movies in junior high science. It was always why can't the animals grow to huge, huge sizes? Because mm-hmm. the hot, the the every exponentially as you double in size, your needs for heat and your needs for food and your needs for so many things just grow exponentially, right. and you can't maintain that forever. No way you're, we're going to get 80-foot tarantulas and things like that. Not even, not even the insects can survive something like that. And, and someone, someone's been mentioning food of the gods on, yes, on the various H.G. Wells. Uh, H.G. places H.G. where they showed up, and, and, which is, of course, the H.G. Wells novel, which postulates the idea of creating these big animals to, to feed right. a, a starving And population. again, somebody always lands on this mysterious island, mm-hmm. and, of course, on that island, if it's not Dr. Moreau with his ice bucket on his head, it's, <laughs> it's some other freaking... Um, gee, some guy like uh, you know Captain Nemo or something that's yeah. that's playing around with God and science and very popular theme in, when those books were written around the turn of the century, last century. Yeah. And so, uh, but I've got, I love the classic comic book the most because it's got this guy being picked up by a giant chicken. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, no. It's very funny. It's on the Kiva Cool. It's one of the pictures yeah. I used to to post that story. So um, if you want to see a, a very funny cover, I mean, if you had to read a classic comic uh, of Classics Illustrated, you would see that one and go, "I'll take the big chicken, thanks." Yeah, the big you know, chicken. because and it was very good. It's it's a good story. Yeah. You know, I I remember the movie. They made a movie of it. Very low budget. Of course they did. Very, yep. It was had not, not, not much to do with the book, but that's right. In the seventies, and these, of course, all these people are on a uh, Ontario island, right? Yeah. So it's 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 Lake Country. That's right. So it was, they, and they film in bad lighting when the lighting's just going getting dark. Yeah. Filmed in Canada right. to, to take that's advantage right. of tax, you know, cuts and things like that. Yeah. Um, the giant rats were the big one, but I yeah. remember that movie showed at the time everywhere. We all went to see it because they we they let us see it, mm. like on the base. I think they just kind of relax, uh, like regulations or something. Yeah. Because I don't think kids my age were supposed to be seeing food of the gods. No. And it was pretty scary, the giant rats and stuff. Even though the effects are really bad, when you're that age, they're not bad. Well, when you're that age, but I remember at that age thinking most of the effects were bad, although the giant maggots kind of scared me. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, either way, so giant livestock. And now, of course, you're saying there, there, there's another animal which has been shown... To be yeah, to get really yeah. big and, and what's yeah. it's a squirrel man a squirrel the plague Karen squirrel two they could they estimate and I don't know how they estimate this because you look at the picture of this thing there's nothing for scale right like, it's not like he's standing next to a ruler right <laughs> That's so you just got to take the word for it yeah and again again I'm going but it's one of these things where they capture pictures of animals going by it's on a trail right. cam. Right, so trail camp. So maybe they know the the size of the tree that he's next to, right? Because right. it gets it's in every picture, right? Maybe that's how they're they're choosing scale. So, but you look at this thing; it's supposed to be two feet tall. Um, and again, I don't know what that is in Canadian because we've been forever ruined. I'm in that generation where I weigh myself in pounds, yeah, and I do height by feet, but I kilograms are for other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then ounces, of course, are are another thing that I overuse, you know, kind of as a as a measuring um, tool, mm-hmm. like a quarter ounce, a half ounce of something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm being very subtle, but that's okay. Okay. Um, what else was I talking about? Uh, yeah, giant cows. At the same time, now a giant squirrel. Giant and squirrels squirrel. have been known to carry plague. Yes. There's a plague squirrel that was found in, now, in Yellowstone. Where, where was this? Where was the squirrel seen? Was it North America? This, yeah. No, I believe it was in somewhere in Europe. So now we're getting giant animals kind of in every continent. Okay. And somebody's going, there's probably one in Antarctica, some giant penguin that we haven't seen yet. Because there um, are giant squirrels in India. Are, uh, uh, there's a, well, that could, a breed but of no, squirrel. But no, this is like America. Yeah. Um, pretty sure America. The Canara apparently is an Indian giant squirrel. But uh, I don't know, maybe someone brought that to Europe. Who knows? It, I mean, well, I don't, think, I don't think India would have that kind of program where they're capturing wildlife with those kind of cameras, but I, I, I'm going to look it up now. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying maybe if someone, an Indian giant squirrel got brought to Europe, mated with the, the local squirrels. Or just traveled there because he got his passport and he it figured, hey, I'm young, I backpack through Europe. Yeah, sure. That's what, that's, what they do. that's what you do, right? That's, that's what you do. You meet another good, nice girl, a nice squirrel girl, yep. and before you get the plague, um, you mate with her, and then kind of the, it goes on. Yeah, I can see that. Because there has been a problem in, in, in England anyway. England, of course... The natural squirrel in England is the red squirrel. It's a tiny little red-haired squirrel. But yeah. the gray squirrel, which is native to North America, gets brought to Europe. And they compete you know, for resources with the native red squirrels. Are we better than those, those, those limey squirrels? Well, they're bigger oh. and stronger, and they, they get to the food faster. Oh, so that's us. That's, that's us, yeah. Good, good. Which is, you know, again, it's, it's just a Canadian thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, we're just, we're just, the world needs more Canada. Didn't Obama say that? President Obama, didn't he say that? He said that, yes. This is just one of those examples. We send our squirrels so we make the whole squirrel population stronger and better. Of course, naturalists in Britain are very angry about that, though. Oh, man, you're a tiny little island. They're beat out the natural red squirrels for the the resource. You've been living on that tiny island for how many centuries? You're lucky there's anything left living aside humans, right? You're lucky there's birds and insects. That is true. I can't believe there's still open space. Where people can kind of, you know, migrate and don't, you know, see that they're on an island. Well, right? the, the British love their walks and rambles in nature. So, you know, they're, they're, although at one time apparently you could travel from one end of Britain to the other in the treetops because the, you know, island was covered with trees. But that's not. Well, the that case was the Robin Hood times. So I remember that cartoon. Yeah, but that was not the not the case anymore. There are cartoons. places in Canada where you can do that, though. Yes. Oh, Is very much so. Yeah, very much so. Actually, you can get lost in those woods. Yes, you be, better be damn careful. I've been in cities, Nanaimo. You can do that. Abbotsford. I almost died in Abbotsford because <laughs> it, it looked like uh, a set from uh, Star Trek, uh, or no, uh, Stargate SG-1, which, you know, conveniently, oh, they not, always yeah. landed on a planet that looked yeah. like British Columbia. I know. For yeah. some reason. Every planet that looked like BC. Yeah, it's like I've been to that planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no, there are, there are places in BC where you can get Lost in the woods, even in, even within the cities, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it was very cool because it would had, it was like almost like a, a, a valley kind of gully. Mm-hmm. And I, and I can go down there and it was like a little pass. So I knew I was going to, there was somewhere to come out, right? Yeah. But it was all had all the moss on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And the kind of, the, the fog and the mist and everything it was very cool. It was very Lord this, of the Rings. This was, this was in Nanaimo. This was in no Abbotsford. Oh, Abbotsford. Abbotsford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But generally, if you can, if you, if you look under the edges of a trail and you see, you know, candy wrappers and beer cans, you know there's civilization somewhere close by. So, Yeah, or the squirrels have been drinking again. Oh, the squirrels have been drinking, which they have. Which they and do. again, the squirrels cause more damage by chewing through wires and certain fires and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I imagine in England it's even worse with all the old, older homes and older wiring and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just imagine the, the amount of chaos that they do. But now, yeah, a two-foot squirrel, why not? Okay. Now, and it just reminds me of years and years ago when there were those scientists who managed to get a hold of some dinosaur DNA from this fossil or like from amber again. or Somehow they, they had it, and they were going to breed this little cat-sized velociraptor. And, and I remember, this is way back Cave of Cool old days, yeah. um, and I was just laughing, thinking, oh, man, could you imagine one of those little bastards gets outside? I mean, you could never let your cat out again. You you couldn't go out again. You could because eventually in about six months and if they like the cold mm-hmm. i mean we're stuck man we're eating each other yeah right after the canned goods run out <laughs> because damn it they're i'm not going yeah. outside those little bastards and if they're the size of a house cat can you imagine yeah like fast as fast as a little velociraptor but uh size of a house cat that just all kinds of damage okay so with all these giant animals you're you're calling shenanigans on this you're oh come on come on I mean, it, it's like it's like a distraction from everything. So we all laugh, and then they go, "Hey, that didn't freak them out too much." You know, let's release something else that big that we made. Okay. You know. Well, but with the giant cows again, apparently, you know, with giant cows, they're not really that. Giant. I mean, when they get that old, that's how big they get. They average. So like, they all will get that big if we just let them get that old. They're they're like all of a sudden, if all slaughter ha- ended, right? Yeah. If there was a virus released on the planet that it reacted with meat. Right, of any kind. Yeah. So we had to go fruit and vegetables totally. Uh, which would uh, make the vegans very happy. Oh, then I'd slaughter them. Because anyone that got smug with me yeah. after three months without a burger that's or the, well, a that's, And they shouldn't, they shouldn't, you know, don't be careful what you wish for. The vegans could wish for that because then when that happens, we'll just eat the vegans. Um, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, six, six foot four inches is how big Nickers was, which is two inches taller than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, 
But Unbelievable. apparently they all get that big when they get that that old, you know. See, it, now I'm worried. It's like not, again, if that happened, all of them would get that big. Yeah. Because people would leave it alone for a couple of years, thinking it's not a problem. Even though Calvin's screaming about the giant cows getting bigger and bigger every single day, and then there'd be a stampede through a daycare center, and then I'd be getting smug, saying, "What did I tell you?" And dead toddlers on the news. Someone would have to do something about it. Then the cows get organized. And you know then what? Then we got problems because we got vegans who don't notice how good meat is, so they got no motivation to kill these things with their cute faces. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And honestly, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Because, oh, nobody. As, as you usual. said, in Robin Hood times, cows were all very small. They were like the size of dogs. Oh, you could. I saw little John in the movie carry two of them under his arm, so yeah, I know how big they were. We bred them because, you know, cows were tasty and delicious because, you know, there were no vegans back they then. Are, they because they are. To be vegans. Um, because they are. <laughs> they, you know, they needed the milk. They needed the protein. They needed, you know, they needed exactly. the calcium. And cows so they have bred, value. They bred um, the cows over years, oh, you know, a thousand years. It's like you mm-hmm. breed the cows to be bigger, to produce more milk, to produce more meat. Right, feed, but not you know, that so It is kind of like food of the gods, but it's just happened over time. Yeah, through, through but, yeah, breed, it's breed. true. But but why why are we noticed? Why did it shock everybody? Nobody went. Oh yeah, we got one of those and down the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up with a cow that big. We rode them to school every day. Yeah. I mean, nobody has memories of cows that big. So this is something new. You know, it's not like they just evolved and all of the, they called each other. Maybe they had a Facebook page. You know, the three of them, the three cows. And, you know. And they got the squirrel, and the squirrel was like a, one of the friend requests. Yeah, right. So, so maybe it's it. We'll we'll track these guys down. We'll see more giant animals come out. And of course, don't get me started with the octopus news. Whenever something like that happens, where they see one octopus on land for more than twenty minutes, and that freaked me out. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't dead yet. Yeah. You know. Well, they you know the, the, they do that apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're you're built to live on the bottom of the ocean. Stay there. Yeah. Why are you coming up here? Making trouble? Yeah, they're, no, they're, they're re, they're, it's a reconnaissance mission. You know that. Of course it is. And you're taking pictures of this thing as it's spying on you. Yeah. Way to go. You know, it's like, it's like Hogan's Heroes out there with you guys. Yeah. You just let him, you just enjoy his life cycle. Yeah. You know, just like the octopus in the, in the, in the aquarium that he didn't like this light that was on him. Yeah. So he squirted all water at it at such a pressure that he shorted it out. Yeah. Right? But that shorted out all the other tanks in the room except his tank for some reason. So all the other fish over the weekend died. Yeah. And he was the only surviving creature in that room where they kept like these extra animals and stuff. And then he climbed so, out of his tank and went to the other tanks and ate all the dead fish, right? Well, I don't know if that he, happened because he they, they're suppressing the information. Of course he did. Yeah. They're suppressing the, 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 the true nature yeah. of the, the massacre that occurred. Yeah. Obviously. So you see, you see a, 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 an octopus traveling on land going from one body of water to another and you just think oh well that's cool let's take a picture of that you're you're voluntarily being being schultz you know i see nothing exactly yeah i see nothing i know nothing yeah Yeah, exactly meanwhile the the octopus just whistling like i'm in exactly hogan mr hogan and then you're and i'm I'm schultz holding two boxes of chocolate right yeah that he just gave me to look the other way (laughs) god why didn't he ever get sent to the russian front i mean you think all of the shenanigans they would have traced to one prisoner of war camp right yeah you would think you're right. Well, you <laughs> no, know, I, you know, after the sector, war, it could, it could not possibly have ended well for Colonel Clink or, or. Oh no! Oh no! They've been. They would have been summoned to Berlin yeah. for a meeting with the Führer, <laughs> and they would meet the Führer at the airport. It'd be one of the Führer's representatives, yeah. and it'd be two really thuggish-looking guys who'd done this before. They, yeah, they, would, they, would, they wouldn't let you wait for your luggage to come. Yeah, in the carousel, they just kind of get you in the car. Then you know it's bad. Yeah. It's a bad end for those two. And they start to drive in the woods, and it's it's not going to be good. Yeah. 
and you both look at each other. You're, you're thinking it, but you're not going to say anything, right? Yeah. Because maybe you're wrong, and you don't want to put the idea in their heads. Uh-huh. You know. So. <laughs> oh man. I so, know. I speak like I've been there. I know. Yeah. I'm too sexy for my cat. Too sexy for my cat. For pussy. For pussy cat. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. There was an interesting thing you had on your in the Cave of Cool earlier in the week, okay. uh, and that was the Royal Cat Procession. Oh, wasn't that cool? Which was the like, this guy a, did a uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was fascinated by that. It was a Gomidai exhibition uh, from Joshobi University of Art and Design. Yeah, in Japan. Like the, yeah, and it was uh, it was probably I mean must be fifty white cats. Yeah, and they all look identical. So maybe that was the project, right? Maybe they had to make. The animals like kind of be all identical, and they all carry. The, they're all doing something different, though a little bit different, mm-hmm. and they're carrying these signs in a royal procession. So I assume it has something to do with a, a festival or something. Yeah. Or it's it's a famous thing from a, a, um, an anime movie because I've seen ones with a lot of walking crowds of cats. Yes. You know, in, in a lot of clips like that. Mm-hmm. So I assume it's from something like that. I wish I could read Japanese. And the clip I got, the picture I saw, the few pictures I have of it, I uh, didn't have a link back to the source because it just had this this link, but it didn't go back to explain much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Japanese, so. Yeah. But I thought it was really cool. It looked like my little white girl, my you, little. Now, yeah, white you have baby. now you have a white a white a white cat. That yes. Like that. I have, that's all white. She's pure white, short hair. Yeah. My my beautiful Simone Bebe. Um, she is sitting right up on her little stand here. Mm-hmm. Um, can't be more than two feet from me, but if I try to hold her, she gets very squirmy, and and you can't do that. Yeah. You know. So you can. She's you not can, a, You're allowed to worship her, but you know you don't get you. You don't get too friendly. Oh no, but no, no. She's sitting right beside me. I could okay. scratch the hell out of her. Okay. And she'll show me her belly in the jungle, yeah. like you know, okay. she'll. And she's great that way, but but then she you know she'll she'll start biting and attacking. When she bites, she bites like really hard. Yeah. She has no concept of play. Yeah. I wish I would have had her as a kitten, but I got her when she was about four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, after the admiral died, and after poor my poor um, um, medically damaged kitty Wellington died. Yeah. And so I saw her online, and we just went to the pet store. I had to have her. Mm-hmm. And when she saw me, she just was, you know, really happy that somebody. Came for her, and she's great. Like she's really great, and she only eats regular cat food. She doesn't. She won't touch any human food at all. Doesn't even beg for it. Mm-hmm. You know, not even Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know a cat in Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Not they even, just not even they love it. tuna or anything like that. Well, tuna juice. Tuna juice, but not the tuna. I put yeah. a chunk of tuna in the middle. Um, she will. The tuna will be left behind. Yeah, she's like, I get, no, I get, that's contaminated. No. Exactly. She yeah. won't drink milk. Um, she she but she loves those those uh, um Frisky treats or Temptation mm-hmm. treats, yeah. right? So she. She likes those and cheats. I could buy the most expensive, uh, you know, nice, good cat food for her that I can. She really likes that. But we, t- we changed the flavor on her one month. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't touch it. For like two days, she got really stubborn. I had to take it back and say, I'm sorry, can I get the old flavor? <laughs> she's just, I'm, I'm scared she's not going to eat, right? Yeah. And so probably she was, she had a bunch of barf around the house that she had scrolled away to eat <laughs> for something like this. But she was going to wait me out, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to get the regular stuff and things were fine. But she's just a weird you know, weird cat, and she trills. I'm going to put up a, a video of this, and I managed to capture it. Yeah. She makes this noise, like, she like, she makes a ton of noise. Like, yeah. she's almost deaf. She doesn't know she's making it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's just weird, but I do I do adore having her around. It's always cool to have a cat around. Yeah, and they're, they're obviously big fans of cats in Japan. Well, very much so. Yeah, and because and the rats, again, yeah. you know, well, they do their job. Like in ancient Egypt, that's why they were adored because yeah. they prevented a lot of plague that could have swept through very quickly. 
you know. But yeah. cats don't carry the plague, the rats do. And for some reason, the, the plague doesn't go to the cats after they kill the rats, for some reason. Um, so the cats don't spread a lot of plague, even though in the Middle Ages they believed that they did. So they were burned, which caused the plague to spread even faster because you had less cats that were yeah. killing all the rats. I mean, way to go, humans, once again. Yeah, once you know, again, dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass, good show. Good show, dumbass. Yeah. But, uh, and again, anyone who's been to the Cave of Ghoul, Calvin's getting the Cave of Ghoul, knows Calvin loves cats. There's always cat oh, always cat things. Cat and captions every cat- entertaining as heck. Thank you. And again, I don't know what it is. I mean, I find them very entertaining. When I was a t- when I was a teacher, I, I used to have these eighty minute um, English classes, right? Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely mental. Yeah. You know, to have kids sit and read and write for that long. So I used to start out like the first twenty minutes or so. I had a ton of these pictures that I had laminated because we had almost an unlimited laminating budget, right? Mm-hmm. And this laminator, we just went through like like the. I I did more than the elementary teacher so that tells you a lot yeah but i would find all these interesting pictures in the days before the uh, the the internet um and i used to just laminate them on 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 construction paper so i had like hundreds of these just pictures of animals and cats that look like they're talking like the, the pictures that i captioned right and i used to use a writing exercise the kids would just pick one out and they'd have to think what is the animal saying right right what's going through his head and there would be some really weird ones that would, i'd look at this kid and go Ugh, right mm-hmm. this kid needs some help eventually right as as they do the great hi i'm a cat right that's what they start with right <laughs> but eventually you get some kids that get my kind of kind of deepness where yeah. you know my cat is in an office uh talking to another cat about taxes or something right yeah. like something they wouldn't be doing Anytime a cat's got a tie on, it something's going on with him, right? I often use the drug dealer Mendoza that the cats are going after. If it looks like it could be a good Mendoza ga- uh, gag, right? right? It's all gags. It's all trying to capture a kind of thought or a moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I find them very funny. I post them even on Facebook. They get very few uh, comments or likes, always the same people. Mm-hmm. So uh, those people get it. I wonder, do other people not get it? it do they hate it? Um, do I not have any reach with anybody? Why did they never come back to me? Why do I never see, you know, I never see anybody like them enough that they come around again, you know? Yeah. You know, like sometimes that post will. I, I like them and I'm always, I, you know, but there's so many of them. I, I, a lot of times I can't keep up, but I always try and put up a, a, a laugh, you know, on the ones that actually That's do true. Make me laugh. That's some true. Some do you make do. me laugh out loud. It's funny, That's you know, true. I, uh, I used to work for a newspaper and one of the uh, local farms had a petting zoo. And mm. I had the idea that, you know, take some of the pictures of their, their farm animals, their petting zoo animals, and put right. little captions underneath them. That would be right. an ad campaign. And I, and I did a whole spec ad campaign about these, these you know, animals saying things. Like, the, you know, the, I had the, the, the rooster saying, I'm too sexy for this barn, you know. Um, me again. Yes, see? See? Which I, I thought mean, was brilliant. I thought it was genius. I didn't go for it. See? Two years later, though, they oh, need to, to have a, a commercial for the local theater. You know, because the local oh, theater does local commercials before the okay, movies. Okay, okay, yep, yep. And what do they do? They have video of the animals, and someone's doing the little cat. You know, someone's oh. doing voices behind them. Oh, these oats are crunchy this morning. And it's like bastards! Oh, you ripped bastards! Me off. They ripped you. See that? Maybe that's a good thing for me too. Because if somebody ripped me off, yeah. it would be like it would. I, my mind would be exploding all over the place. Maybe it's good that I'm a niche niche. Yeah. But I, I swear to God, everyone that I think it's like it, it's like gossamer. You know, it's like yeah. it's so. It's tinsel thin or spider web thin yeah. that even breath could – I lose the idea, right? Yeah. So yeah. when I see a certain picture, I have to just kind of get it down and get it done. And, and so they're all kind of like first or second takes on mm-hmm. something. 
Yeah. Um, but the concept always, the idea always stays the same, if, even if I kind of muck around with it. But then I just put it out there and, and just leave it. And it kills me when there's spelling mistakes or I put you instead of your, yeah. you know, that just shows how old I'm getting. Because I don't see it as many times as I read it. Like I'll read it 10 times and then yeah. I'll, I'll save it and then put, share it. And then it, it, the problem's still there. So I wonder what the hell happened, right? Yeah. I still think Facebook just goes back in there and makes a mistake and then... <laughs> Just to fuck with me. You know, you got to wonder. Mind you, I, 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 if I'm working on the keyboard, I'm okay. If I'm working on my phone, on the little keyboard in there, then I'm, I'm lost. I'm a spelling, oh. spelling mistake. We're from a different time. generation, man. These kids, the only muscle they work is that those bloody thumbs, right? Yeah. And I didn't sit there in Mr. Chajobiak's uh, typing class all uh-huh. those years um, um, and suffering all that time to type with my thumbs. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to use home row. I'm going to use all my fingers like a concert pianist typist that I am. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason the Cave of Cool is so um, um, uh, pro- prolific because because I can type so fast. Yeah. Right. I can get the I can get the posts out very fast because I get my thought, I put it together, I play around a little bit, I add some pictures if I need to, if I usually have some video, mm-hmm. boom, it's up and I just throw it up. And again, it, it I'm like a hummingbird. It's everything that goes past me, I pay attention to. Yeah. Right? Squirrel, yeah. you know? <laughs> Giant squirrel. <laughs> Giant you <know>? squirrel, yeah. <laughs> Giant squirrel, you know? That's that's my that's that's my philosophy of the cave of coal. It goes so fast. Mm-hmm. I had one person, she was just beside herself. She had to tell me that she came back vacation, hadn't been on computer for like two weeks, mm-hmm. and she had 400 notifications in her, her Gmail be, that of things I posted. 400. Well, she and, gets, I just went, and, and people can get notifications. They, they get notifications. They do. That's right. They follow you. And it's they not my fault, but yeah. she just said it was just too overwhelming to <laughs> go in and look at every one, one at a time, and then mm-hmm. delete it and everything. Go, go, go ahead, delete everything. It's fine. Yeah. But she was feeling really bad about that. But, no, I don't begrudge anybody. I'm glad people come every day because there's always fresh content. I'm surprised some smart people haven't come and just exploited my genius to for their own evil gains because well, I would probably let them for a while. So I got comfortable, and then I'd fight the revolution from inside. Websites like io9 and, and Giant Freaking Robot, those right. guys. Steal from me. They would kill. They, have, they pay people to do this. They would, they, exactly. They would, they would be lucky to have you. And, again, uh, and you know, I actually swiped a couple of your pieces for uh, Good. Rage Machine. And you should, as you should. As you should, because mm-hmm. they're, they're, some of them are just brilliant. I mean, some of my, my, my takes on, on modern times. I'm, I'm serious, man. My goal was to be like that guy in the 1960s, 50s, 40s that, that wrote every day about his life and what he came across, mm-hmm. the movies he saw. When he first got a television, right, the first time he saw a television, mm-hmm. you know, what was his reaction? So basically, he was doing the Cave of Cool before the Cave of Cool was cool, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just continuing that kind of thing. It's just I love just recording this stuff because I can go back in my – my history and my archives and I can look at really interesting things and they're still interesting to me and it's it's new to me because I did this long ago I forgot about it yeah and again I do do a lot of picture posts like you said earlier a lot of cosplay uh, girl posts a lot of just pretty things posts yeah because I'm pretty girl posts but Wednesday, they're not Wednesdays with Wonder Woman Wednesdays with Wonder which Woman don't translate well on onto a podcast but which is a shame True. because the body paint Wonder Woman was particularly wasn't that a good one yeah because uh, you have to look twice, and you went, oh, yeah, yeah. that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because <laughs> that wasn't armor she was wearing. Yeah. So that, those nipples weren't built into the armor. It must then have been cold that, that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That must be paint. That's not yeah. fabric. Yeah. Right? You put it together in about, you know, 30 seconds as opposed to the one second. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do that every Wednesday. Um, every every Saturday is kind of catter day. No, I know that's bad. 
Um, I'll collect a bunch of captions one time. I'll do image blizzards where all the, like, I'm, I'm insane for collecting images of things that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I did collages, it was like that. I'd grab a magazine when everyone was done reading it. And I'd go through and rip out the pages of things that had pictures that I wanted to use in a collage. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, and save them in these, these, um, um sandwich, big sandwich bags. Yeah. And then I'd cut all the images out and I'd save those in other sandwich bags. And then I'd put my collages together. Which again, you go to the Cave of Cool, you can actually see some of the old collages that I did. And really, those image posts that I do are mm-hmm. just new collages. They're digital collages, basically. That's Even though the pictures kind of come after each other, it, it's a collection of, of image, random images mm-hmm. that, that I would put together if I was, if I had the pictures in front of me, I'd make a, a, a physical collage of it. But that's the way the internet works, is the exact time. But that's, you know, it's a stack. It's like a giant stack. And you. It's right. A di- giant stack of, of stuff. Yeah. That is interesting. the stars let me see what spring is like on jupiter and mars in other words hold my hand in other words baby kiss me But I you've also we, punctuated it with very interesting things. And I learn something um, every time I go there. Like, for instance, about Helen Sharman. Exactly, the British astronaut. Who was a British astronaut. Mm-hmm. In 1991, she went to Mir. Yes, eight days. Now, she eight didn't get days. all the publicity about it because it wasn't the ISS, like, you know, Captain, what's his name? That's Captain, right. Captain and it was, it was, Yeah, Captain, and it was right, the wrong Scarlet time in history. Captain yeah. Tim Peake, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she went to Mir in 1991. She was a research chemist. For yeah. a confectionery company. She's right. Like, so she made candy bars. She's Willy, she's she's Willy Wonka. Yes, Willy Wonka went to space. And she went okay. to space. That's an, an incredible story. And again, did you know who Catherine Jackson was before you saw the movie? Oh, um, Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Hidden Figures. Uh, Catherine Johnson. I mean, she did the math in her head. Yes. In her head. Well, on a piece of paper, basically, but... You know, for, for for all intents and purposes, she did the math, the pa- the actual grunt work, the thought work, on, mm-hmm. and on a piece of paper and a pencil, in her head, um, and and she was a black woman, yeah, and but remarkably genius. She invented the math that yeah. put man man into space, yeah, that allowed man to orbit the, and that's a great movie to watch, even though it's it's Hollywood entertainment. But they got the facts basically right, yeah. and yeah. more people need to know who she was just like no, more people need to know who the British astronaut is. Absolutely. Like like Valentina Tereshkova, the first woman in space. First woman in you know? space, yeah. It, you know, that, that's insane. She worked at a parachute factory, mm-hmm. you know, stuff in parachutes during the war. Mm-hmm. And she got that, she went through the, the astronaut program, came out on top, mm-hmm. right, of all this. They put her into this this little tube, right, mm-hmm. where she couldn't move for three days. The woman does 22 orbits of the Earth. <laughs> this babushka yeah. who worked in a parachute factory and then after three days of sitting in her own poop right mm-hmm. of, of being in this little tin can and not freaking out yep. right not knowing if she could get back this thing comes back to to the planet but these soviet maniacs who uh, killed more astronauts and more people and blew up more shit than we'll ever know about yep. because Tito was no uh, uh victor von braun right mm. yep. he was not 
he was his assistant for a reason. And the Nazis or the Americans got the right yeah. uh, German scientists. The, Werner, the, the Werner Russians, von Braun, yeah. Right. The yeah, Germans got the wrong yeah. scientists. Well, so they had to make a lot of shortcuts. Yeah. But this woman, they hadn't figured out how to land this capsule yet. And they still don't. They land by uh, in, in Kazakhstan. They still don't land in water, which I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But um, she had to parachute out of her, her vehicle. Yeah. Once it went through enough through Earth's atmosphere. So she, her, you know what her timing is like? Well, this thing is hurtling to Earth mm-hmm. after it's just been through the atmosphere burning up. she got to get out of that chair she hasn't got out of in three days and parachute to the ground to save herself. Yeah. So balls as big as church bells, girl. <laughs> now, and, I've, been, I've been inside one of those old Soviet-era spaceships. I'm telling you, man, it's scary shit, isn't it? When I, was, I, want, I want to be one of the dogs in one of those. I, I was in Vancouver in 1986 during the Expo, Expo 86. Right, yep. Uh, they had an, actually an old Soviet-era spaceship. No way. And I was able to crawl inside. Actually, this woman, uh, larger, older Russian woman, was was there and was telling me, you know, like I was looking at all the stuff, and she was, is, is laser, is space laser, is laser for space. It's like, yeah, Hello? wow, that's cool, you know. But yeah, you climb inside one of those things, and that is cramped. So he brought one there, and it's utilitarian. Wow. It's 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 oh, very much so. Green, green very much kind of. so. Yeah, wow. It wasn't. It may. I, I bet you. Part of the reason she got it because it might have been her size was perfect for the chair. It, exactly. That's exactly. You know, probably kind of. Thing. We didn't have to. We didn't have to alter anything. Yeah. Man, woman, dog, monkey doesn't matter. <laughs> they fit in the chair. They go. You fit the suit. Blast you blast. go to space. Yeah. Yes, right. Blast, blast. <laughs> but she actually came back. She got her PhD in in um uh, I think it was physics or or some astrophysics something like that right. Mm-hmm. She's very much um, revered and awarded in the so in the Soviet state. She did a lot of good in her ho- home country, uh, education, girls in science, that kind of stuff. And she had a lot of pull because she had that right kind of. She was a a, a hero of the, of the motherland, mm-hmm. and she played it for all it was worth. She had that Soviet hairdo, that Nikita or, or that uh, Brezhnev kind of thing going, yeah. like for a woman, right? She was very strong and powerful, and she didn't suffer fools very well. I mean, after three days, I bet she's sitting going, when I get back to that ground, man, some people are getting, you know, they're getting their asses chewed out, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not taking shit from these guys anymore. And she had the pull, and she lived a very long time. I think she died in the, the was it the 1990s, I think. Yeah. So she, but good on her. I mean, mm-hmm. she did. I, I, I applaud any of those Russian astronauts because that stuff is junk. Soyuz, junk. Mir, junk. I mean, <laughs> Anything they built is just destined to crash somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think they still there's astronaut bodies on the moon. There's got to be because you know they made an attempt. You know, even with all the espionage that was probably going on, all the secrets they tried to steal, yeah. they still couldn't, you know, close that deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now, now, you know, conveniently enough, um, uh, only um, um, Tesla and the Russian space station are the only ones, or the Russians are the only ones capable of put, putting rockets into space. And now even the Russians can't do that. Yeah. So. It's bad times, man. Yeah. For the space people. Well, yeah, the space program is not... But Trump is bringing us Space Force. Don't forget about that. Oh, well, I feel safer already. Space Force. <laughs> space Force. Space Force. Space Force. Space Force. Space, space is a war-fighting domain, just like the land, the air, and sea. We have the army, the navy, the air force, the space force. Space oh, force. Man. That's all we need. And, and can you believe it? Like he's actually sincere about this. He actually thinks it's something. 
And then he puts it away, and no, he never brings it up again. It doesn't do anything with it. It's like, it, it's like, uh, and if there's no space force, can we agree there'll never be a federation? Well, right? We start, if we start with a goofy space force, maybe we'll get people into space. You know, you know, you know you, on paper you'd think, you know, if someone told you years ago that you know the one that one day the president of the United States will have been a guy who slept with porn stars and wants to create a space force, you'd think, wow, those are going to be good times. Right, because if he's be sleeping wrong. with if he's sleeping with porn stars, then there must be then me as far down the line as I am, then I'm getting it too, right? <laughs> there's been some kind of there's been some kind of uh, um, revolution that happened where you know all of a sudden we were catnip, right? It was like it was almost like uh, X uh, or um, Why the Last Man, right? That yeah. comic book, and it's uh, sorry, it's a comic book series. I believe there's like sixty some odd uh, issues, and, it, and the story is basically a virus hits the earth, kills every man with everybody with a Y gene, which are mm-hmm. men. So everything male, all the male animals, all the male people, except for one, and yep. his monkey. And for some reason, Yorick, that's his name, and his monkey, Ampersand, are the only two males on the planet that did not die because of this plague. Okay. So this, so is, this the, is published by Vertical Comics. This yes. is um, Brian K. Vaughn. Brian, Brian K. Vaughn, thank you. Pia Guerrera. Yes. Yeah. Why the Last Man? Which, and of course, there are you know you think, hey, well, that's going to make a great movie or TV series because it is. It's know, being produced right now. You got yeah, like think, one guy, and the rest of the cast is all women. But. Right, and and he ended up hooking up with this the agent at five eighty six, I think is her name, and she's a black agent, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, everything is the relationship is very important to him, and and it plays on the love, and and they're you know they don't fall in love, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they they start to really like each other and stuff, and he's look actually look for, looking the world for his girlfriend, oh, okay. who's up there somewhere. And they they meet all these different kind of women, like there's one tribe of women they cut off their breasts because mm-hmm. they're so angry at, at men for everything they they screwed up and left behind, right? There's mm-hmm. someone who's very happy the men are gone. Um, there's some that want to grab a hold of York because there's some reason, because women now they can't procreate, mm-hmm. right? They're going all the women are going to die out. Same thing with the, with the animals. They can't have babies. So any, so any babies that are born, the males of course die right away, but the females live on. Yeah. So that's not like, again, it's not going to be like Jurassic Park. It's not like with the, all of a sudden the men, you know, there's, there's men are just going to show up, right? Or the, the girls are just going to start having babies spontaneously, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, that's like children, children of, of men. Have you ever seen that movie? I can't really remember when I last had any hope. And I certainly can't remember when anyone else did either. Because really, since women stopped being able to have babies, what's left to hope for? I, have, I, have, I know about it. I haven't seen it. It's one of the, okay. one of the movies that I have I, not seen yet. Again, brilliant. On my list. <laughs> No child has been born in 18 years yeah. on the planet Earth, and he, this one guy played by um, Clive Owen. Is in he that. plays this this kind of beaten down guy, like everyone's beaten down because they haven't seen. There's been no children, right? 18 mm-hmm. years. Um, they he finds and he's comes and well he comes across, or he's brought to him a pregnant woman, mm-hmm. and he's got to take her to kind of a a place where she can be safe, where her baby can be safe. Yeah, and she can get on this ship. Where they, the, the, there's doctors and things, and they can make sure the baby's born, and they can figure out what's different and what's changed now. Um, that girl, women, why can this woman get pregnant? Yeah. And they don't want her to be exploited because everybody's out. And and, and it happens in the middle of us, almost a civil war, and house to house fighting by these two forces. Mm. And he's got to get them through there. And there's one shot of this, and it's very uh, very famous. It's an extended shot that follows him and the girl 
as they're running through these hallways as the fighting is going on, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that he stops the fighting is absolutely one of the most memorable things I've ever seen on film. Extremely moving, extremely just, you just go, oh my God, that is so cool. Yeah. And I will not ruin it with a spoiler, okay. but Children of Men, if you want Alfonso to watch something very Quaron smart. Alfonso is the director. Yes, okay, good. And, uh, so start, you get that kind has, of South American sensibilities. Michael Caine and Julianne Moore in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, yeah, very much uh, a film that's you know, it's, a lot of it's, praise. It, it. It's very gray and dark, and you really get a sense of how groomy the, the future is. Mm-hmm. It, it's not kind of, it, it's almost like The Handmaid's Tale could be happening in the next city, uh, town over, right? Yeah. That's how everything's just dirty and broken down, and yeah. there's no joy, and everything's just kind of, <laughs> you know. So I'll put that in the dystopia category. Yes, then. very dystopian, right. very much so. Actually, that, now uh, sticking with the same theme, the, uh, yes. the the one fertile male left in the world. Did you ever see the movie um, A Boy and His Dog? A Boy and His Dog. A film that has become a cult legend. Right now I'm hungry and I want to get laid. That's what you always say. You go find a chick and I'll hustle us up some food. I can't do good work when I'm hungry. You ain't pulling that crap on me again. And you can shove that part about how you lost the ability to hunt for food when you learned how to talk. No food, no females. After World War Four. Yes, with uh, uh, Mr. Very uh, young Don Price. Johnson. Don Johnson, yeah, yes. and that's that's sort of the the plot of that. That's the idea of that is that they mm-hmm. they want the young Don Johnson. He's the only fertile male, you know, cocky teenager, and so he said, "Well, we want you to repopulate this <laughs> underground world that they've got." And he's like, "Okay, well, bring it on." And he's taken off his his uh, overalls, but they, you know, what they have in mind is actually hooking him up to a machine. <laughs> it's right, not right, at all, that yeah. would yeah, like a like a cow milker, yeah, right? <laughs> that would take care of him every eight hours, and they'd yeah. probably ring a bell so that it would just freak him out, right, yeah. like when it's starting, so he knows. Every eight hours, this thing's gonna, you know, and he's tra- trapped in a chair with this thing attached to him all the time. Right? Yeah. So that's and that's the only joy he gets is every eight hours he, yeah. he gets milked. That's yeah. that's that's um, and it's a it's a very it's a funny movie. It's a you know I mean it's based of course on Harlan Ellison's story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Old movie from back in the seventies. If you can. And it's one it. of those ones when video first came out that a lot of people recommended. Mm-hmm. It, it's got kind of a cult status. Um, so it, it's 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 out there. You probably will even watch it on YouTube. Probably it's one can, of the yeah. ones that nobody cares that people are watching your for free, yep. you know. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's it's well worth the, the watch. It's a very interesting, uh, definitely a cult p- picture. Yeah. And I read about it in Starlog actually the first time that I Starlog, heard about it. Yeah, Starlog was, was the uh, the go to magazine Bible for us. us that was the Bible for us guys, man. Fans. Yes, if you were in the know, man, you read Starlog. Yeah. You know, if you're one of the really cool kids, you did. Mm-hmm. And, but you didn't let anybody really know you did, right? Well, it was kind of like you didn't want to ruin it that way? Yeah. Well, Starlog was like, I mean, for me, it started with Famous Monsters. Oh, yes, of course. Forrest J. Ackerman's yeah, Famous Monsters. Yeah. That was the magazine yeah. that, did, that got me. And uh, and then eventually moved on to Starlog. Actually, Forrest J. Ackerman, uh, I, I, met, I met him at a convention. Wow. I, I hung out with him for a, an afternoon. And I, I wow. got to actually thank him for, for doing... Um, and actually have him respond to you and have a conversation with oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. I, t- cool. I told him, because he said, you know, he said to, to me, he said, you don't know this, but when I was a kid, magazines spoke to you. And he talked about how he got amazing stories, the first right. science fiction magazine, oh, how that God. got him in. And I said, well, your magazine did exactly the same thing to me. Right. And I said, I want to thank you for that. And then he said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I said, no, 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 you don't understand it. If See? it weren't for you, I'd be an accountant or something. So you know, you're, it's it's your fault. And that's the great thing about about him. He was never 
as as self-aware at the time mm-hmm. of what he was creating. He just created something that he loved. Yeah. Right? And he was full of and, bad puns and bad jokes. And it was, it right. was a, a absolute And, and they, did, they, they did captions in there, too. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. Like they they would, have, they, yeah, they have scenes from movies, and it would be like, let's go get a Pepsi. Or, yeah. you know, and they'd be really lame like that, right? It, yeah, and they were look, terrible, yeah. but they were... Oh, they're, that's right. When you're a kid, you like that kind of stuff. Exactly. And again, I probably... I, there's part of my brain when I do my captions that probably grabs a little Ackerman out of there, right? Like right. I grab a lot of those Mad Magazine mm-hmm. things out of there. A lot of uh, um, Gary Larson, The Far Side, you know? A lot of Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, those kind of things that kind of... A lot of peanuts, you know? You put that all together, yep. you get kind of my comedic influences almost, right? Yeah. When I'm trying to write those gags, because when you get a good one, you know, you just know it's really good. Yeah, yeah. And so again, you- so I can't feel bad when people don't share it, though. I wish... Again, I should print a book of them, but then... You know, I always wonder about those copyrights and people's photographs and things, right? Because oh, I don't, I just, people, like today, um, uh, our, our buddy Kelly Sa- Seninger, uh, what's his name? Kelly, Sen- name Kelly Seninger from Buffalo, Seninger. New York. That's right. Great uh, science fiction writer. Really, in the past couple of years, he's got a great blog, too. Very thoughtful he guy. He is a very good writer. I've read some of his he's stuff. Very, very I agree. I agree. I really like it when he does a post and because he really gets you to think about things. Because if he puts his time into it, mm-hmm. he really wants to do a, a, a really competent job so i really admire that mm-hmm. but uh, i did a caption of he took his two dogs mm-hmm. the big noble cane he's got a greyhound and he got this little pit bull yeah and uh pity and she's white and and he, they went to see santa to get picture, pictures with the two of them mm-hmm. and i just did a a little caption of the two of them yeah you know which you can see again at the cave of cool mm-hmm. or you could see it on facebook if you wanted to uh um, see it there um but it's the two dogs having a conversation in front of santa and I think it's funny. I, I think saw that. Was, yeah, that was good. That was funny. Yeah, that was a good gag, and yeah. and that's kind of what I what I go for. Same thing, Cave of Cool. If if I if it gets my interest long enough mm-hmm. that I've actually checked out the link and it's not clickbait because I hate clickbait. Yeah. I never go for that. I, I'll I'll I do not want to know why this girl's the most beautiful bodybuilder in Russia. If I have to go through all this bullshit to see one picture of her, yeah, right, you know. Um, it's just ridiculous, and I, I refuse to do it. So maybe I, I lose out on stories like that. But when I find something interesting, like the giant cows, and there's three yeah. of them, I mean, I'm, my, I'm, I'm giggling like a little kid. Like the Aquaman trailer. I mean, the Aquaman I walk, trailer. I was walking around the house the other day, and I couldn't get it out of my head because it's like very OCD. Um, that legend has it in my best Nicole Kidman voice, right? Mm-hmm. Legend has it that one day a new king will come who will use the power of the trident to put Atlantis back together again. And will use the power of the trident, right? (laughs) To put Atlantis back together again, right? The way she said it. Yeah. And then I'm walking down, down, because that that, that second last trailer they put out is just epic because the music that they use Mm -hmm. and the very last scene where he's wearing the classic Aquaman. Which, you know, has been criticized a lot in comic book circles, you know, before, you know, the new movie came out. Aquaman has been, he's always the butt of everyone's jokes. He's like, Aquaman, you know, it's like, he's so wet, you know. But this one, this is really bringing Aquaman back into the the forefront. He's actually given him a lot of badassery with Jason Momoa. Right. And, yeah, and when you see him in that gold... I mean, that's just not, that just looks awesome. The gold, oh, and the, the gauntlets and the, and the green pants, mm-hmm. and he's holding the trident, and, and the last part of the trailer, he's 
pounding the trident on the ground, right? Yeah. And he only does that because it does something when he does that, right? Yeah. He's going to make cause a lot of shit with it. Mm. And I love that they show that that's the way it's going to end, right? So we're safe with that. And you don't need him to look like another Aryan version of, of his brother, right? Yeah, he doesn't true. need to look like Orm. The no. fact that he's got he's so different from him mm. would also play on his 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 insecurities, right? Yeah. Which uh, he's going to have to get through to be the new, the hero they all need. But I love that. And the, and that of course that line, that that selling line, it's like that that soundbite line. It's like what could be greater than a king? A hero. Atlantis needs more than a king. It's like, what's greater than a king? A hero. You know, that's that's just a that gets me, man. That gets you in the it heart. It does. It does. You know, and uh, it, it, the it, final trailer, of course, showed William Willem Dafoe. You see just the, the the special effects and and the the way you look at Black Manta and you understand why his look never changes. Mm-hmm. He was given um, Atlantean technology to be uh, a pain in the ass to Aquaman, mm-hmm. and he's already got a hard on for him because of that. Whatever happens in that sub, you know, they meet in that sub. Yeah, in the trailer, right? So um, I love it, and the way that Black Manta looks like the comic book. Again, one of the very few characters in comic book history that has never changed his look. Mm-hmm. Ba- Black Manta doesn't fight Superman. He doesn't fight Batman. He never fought Batman. He fights one hero and one hero alone, right? Yeah. He's too good to fight <laughs> your Batman's, right? Yeah. Even if Batman's in a sub, he's going, ah, this guy again. Yeah. Right? No. Not that no. I, I got Aquaman. And in the comics and in, even in the cartoon, he's done some bad things. He's killed Aquaman's son. He's cut mm-hmm. off Aquaman's hand, mm-hmm. uh, which caused him to wear that hook for a while, yep. that Captain Hook hook. Um, so anything bad that's happened in, in Aquaman's history is tied right to Black Manta. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that he really has an impact in that trailer. Yeah. I mean, those big eyes and that <laughs> comes yeah. out. And, that's oh. right, yeah. So on December 21st, that that gets released. That's right. I can't wait three weeks, man. It's a Christmas And, and again, present. when you see a trailer like that, makes me insane because you're going, now we've got speculation that when is Avengers 4 trailer coming out? And they put up the little teaser. It could have been like last Wednesday. Yeah. No, someone's just oh, playing a game with us. Exactly. Somebody was yanking my yank, you know, and I don't like when my yank is yanked. Don't mess right? with us like that, man. That's right. You know what they did? I remember, what was the movie that they put out? A four-freaking-second trailer, teaser trailer. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I I don't remember. But there have been tra- trailers like there, that. Just a, no, there, and it was four seconds. Yeah. And we, I remember back in the Cave of Cool, I lost it because <laughs> that was all they gave us after all the, the build up. So maybe nothing is better than than I want. I want like almost three minutes of trailer from you idiots, mm. right? I want to hear what's really going on. And you know, I've had many theories. And one day we're going to talk about um, after I think maybe after the trailer or yeah. before the trailer of what really happened. And I mean, Doctor Strange had that time stone a long time. He could have put yeah. himself any point oh, of history. Oh, he could have done any sort of a magical jiggery pokery with it. Right you before know, he gave it up. Yeah. Before he gave it up. And I hear it happened six years after. It's like you, the you events flip, of the flip snap. open the back and you mess with all the whatever's inside it. And, you know. Exactly, because yeah. things like that always have a price, right? They always have a trick to them. It says, you know, and they got the best tricky stone because that time stone got, gave Thanos his gift, right? He got the gauntlet because of it, yeah, because he was able to get the stone from vision, from the vision. Yeah, so that's right. it was, um, it's very significant, and and I have a feeling I've been hearing rumors too of, and this again made me be more Hollywood bullshit. And I hope it's not because this movie's huge for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh, um, Hugh Jackman may be coming back. Oh, as as a Wolverine. Thingy. And again, I've seen this one poster that had Iron Man, Captain America, and Doctor Strange on the bottom of this staircase, and Logan's from the um, X-Men Apocalypse. Remember that future with yeah. when they fight the Sentinels? Yeah. 
they go to that future and he's standing at the top of the staircase in that temple mm-hmm. and he's looking down at them. Like they go through time to pick him up. Yeah. Well, uh, and the, he, the thing is, though, yeah. I, 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 so many fan made posters, so many fan made trailers. Oh, of course. It's hard to of keep course. track of what's real. And what's but that's not. the one that's most memorable to me yeah. that I think I, I would go for that. I would love that. And then again, I look at Thanos' face and he does have a line of cuts on his face that mm-hmm. look like Wolverine's claws, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Wolverine did take a snap at But again, that's an evil thing if they just put it there to drive me nuts. Yeah. Which you know they did because that's what they do. They do. That's what the man does, man. They keep it down. Yeah. Well, now Marvel has had a little, I mean, you know, they're, they're changing. They're, they're, they're adapting the movies anyway. The television series, not so much. Netflix has been canceling, um, Marvel TV series left, right and center. Their daredevil just got canceled. And then we hear there's some rumor it's going to another, like one of those pay networks. Well, when Disney, is it going to Disney, learn? Disney's creating its own pay network, but yeah, when I can't see the learn? Disney Channel bringing the Netflix version to their station, mm-hmm. though. I mean, the, you know, the, the network, the Netflix Not- version of Daredevil, for instance. Oh, well, I don't, I can't see Punisher going onto the Disney, uh, Disney Channel. No, but, unless unless they do what they do with movies on airplanes. Remember, they used to sanitize them so much. Mm-hmm. That they, they even wash out the blood of of movies. Yeah. So even you if know. they even if they did bring the Netflix series to the Disney thing, they it wouldn't survive intact. They no. cut out a lot of the, the bad language and the. I, and I think the idea of any kind of pay service is is brutal anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, well, Netflix is a pay service. I mean. Yeah. Again, but they. Yeah, you're right. But they have the content and things like that. And I guess you need you need those flagpole shows, but. For now, I'm going to continue to steal them the way I've always got uh, to watch them. Not steal them, so borrow them, um, because I don't make a profit. I don't sell them. I'm not in the Russian mob, but I enjoy what the Russian mob may provide to me on occasion, <laughs> because I deserve it. No, then no, I'll get a nice review. I read a nice review. You're just kind of sharing. Yes, right. They're I sharing. Nice, you know, sharing. Those, those, those Russian you mob guys are just so nice. They share Russian stuff mob. with you that's, you know, that's they're... Right. They give you the shirt off their back. They're just, uh, they get a bad rap, people. a lot of those Russian they, mobsters. They do. They yeah. really do. If, you, if you're good with, you work good with them, you don't end up on the bottom of the Volga River. Yeah. All cut up in a bag. You yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the Netflix Marvel here series are pretty much, I think they're all pretty much for the chop. I mean, I don't think they're going to be continuing. Because Marvel I have is. A feeling, and maybe Marvel went and talked to them and said, hey, thanks for establishing these guys. Maybe we can use them in our movies, right? Yeah, well, that would guys, be nice. Punisher with Spider-Man and the Kingpin work very good. Daredevil with Spider-Man and Punisher and the Kingpin work very good. Mm-hmm. All of those street-level heroes with Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? And, when, and then new Spider-Man animated cartoon, I hear that's in like 98% mm-hmm. it's, it, that, uh, into the Spider-Verse, which yeah. uh, is making the cartoon with a very famous uh, uh, um, part of the Marvel Universe where all the spiders live. There's yeah. dozens of dozens of different Spider-Mans, regardless of where they came from. They picked a few of their favorites, and it's yeah. Miles Morales, really. Miles it's his in- introduction into, um, so he can have a live-action black Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Right. And and, the, and Donald Glover um, it plays Miles Morales' uncle, mm-hmm. who's already had conversations with Spider-Man in his movies. Yeah. And I've, I've seen interviews with him. He talks about being the Prowler, which was a character who had these claws and these claws on his feet, mm-hmm. kind of like Black Panther, mm-hmm. and he could climb up buildings and stuff because <laughs> they were kind of mechanical, yeah. right? And he shot little things out of his out of his claws and stuff. So he was kind of a, 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 a technical kind of superhero, mm-hmm. a techno hero. Techno so, hero, yeah. 
Yeah, and he had the same name as the character in the comic books, and Glover says that's who he's meant to be, and in comics he's Miles Morales' uncle, mm-hmm. so they kind of got the uncle, uncle's a superhero too kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so when it goes live action, there's a lot of material to use. And again, he has a couple other special powers we see mm-hmm. this week in the trailer, if you watch the trailer at the Cave of Cool. He can turn invisible when he's really scared, and he can make this kind of electrical <laughs> spider thing, right? Mm-hmm. If he touches somebody, he can electrocute him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, DC Comics, of course, on TV is doing very well. We've got that crossover event this month. Right. Uh, Elsewhere, again, Worlds, which introduces Batwoman to the, the CW right. comic book. And I can, I'll watch it when it's all together. And it'll be like the one they did with the other Elseworlds where they had the, the Nazi Supergirl and the good mm-hmm. Supergirl and the Nazi Green Arrow. Um, but it, those, those are, I find, are really done well because they, they cut out a lot of the relationship bullshit from the that they don't drag with from the shows. They just bring the heroics. Yeah. Right? So it's mostly interesting. And again, I want to see Ruby Rose, too, as Batwoman. Yes. Um, she made a real good impact. The costume looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It really translates well on TV. The red and the black is spot on. Yeah. Um, she looks like one of the best cosplayers out there. And she's got <laughs> Hollywood working for her. So yep. this could really work. Yeah. This could be really special if if it's good. Yep. And they do, do a good job of this. They're, they're pretty faithful, too. Um, what you'd expect from a comic book. They don't vary. They don't try to reinvent the wheel. No. These things. It's, it, the only complaint I have is that it's 20, 22 episodes season. You got, you know, if you, if you were to cut it down to half of that, the Netflix Marvel ones are all like 13, right. 10, 13 episodes. Right. They're, they're lean and mean. But they're draggy, but they're talking. Right. The, you the, could the, even, the like, you could, you could even, if you cut those Marvel ones yeah. um, from 12 to 6 or 8, yeah. Right. Six. I'm thinking because I'm thinking almost British. Yeah. Right. With the British do it. Yeah. Luther was only three. I know. Right. Sherlock is three. Yeah. And that's it for the year. But I mean, Doctor Who is ready to go out of season again. Yeah. Um, so. But with the the CW ones, you could cut those seasons down to twelve wow. or, or less, and and you know cut out a lot of the. Well, Calvin calls it the superhero stuff. edit. I call it the superhero edit, mm-hmm. where you cut out all the relationship bullshit on, on just for the things you need mm-hmm. to, to show that the characters have a relationship with each other. Yeah. But all of this relationship ennui goes, and then you got a third of a season, put it all together, maybe you get 30 episodes of top-notch superhero mm-hmm. action stunts and heroics. Yeah. I mean, that would be just epic. So there needs to be a balance, uh, and I don't think yeah. anyone's quite fine quite found the right balance. I mean, the, the big tentpole movies don't have enough time to develop relationships. Right, right. But, but, but you know, the but, Netflix but when, series well, have spent too much time on that relationship. Well, you're right. It, they'll get it right eventually, right? Yeah. When I was selling comics, but then I think I was selling comics uh, this summer, and I met a lot of fathers and sons and fathers and daughters. And I remember this little girl came in, and she wanted um, Kid Flash because she'd seen it on The Flash, and The Flash mm-hmm. was her favorite show of all time ever. Mm-hmm. And she had a Flash T-shirt on, the red one with the lightning <laughs> yeah. bolts. And he even said, "Now, yes, she never takes this one off, right?" She's got like five of them, right? So she's really into the Flash, and she was maybe eleven, very precocious, very outgoing, yeah. and everything. And she loved it, loved to be able to get some Flash comics. Um, and so, you know, who, who am I to say that all that relation? That's just me. But they could muck around with it and put out a Calvin version that doesn't make me want to barf, right? <laughs> Yeah. Halfway between, like, I have to wait so long to see Green Arrow stick an arrow in a boxing glove and fire the boxing glove at somebody, right? <laughs> yeah. Just without even looking at him, he, he knocked out a guy who was coming at him, right? <laughs> By doing that. And that was, I waited how many years to see that? Yeah. So, come on guys, do me a break. I can't watch everything. I try to. 
show me your best stuff. Give me your your your, your highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Your show. What, what do they call it? Your your, um, your show. Your show reel. Your sizzle yeah, reel. Sizzle reel. Sizzle reel. That's it. Yeah. Show me your sizzle reel, and I'll 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 be with you. I'll support you all the way. But they must even hate it themselves, <laughs> right? Yeah. My God, again, Oliver. You couldn't get Felicity because you left the milk out on the table because you had more important ninja um, assassins to worry about. I mean, it's just, you know, I got PTSD from that island, and I wasn't there, right? <laughs> so he has none of it. And when she's yipping in his ear, I'm yeah. surprised he didn't put an arrow into her. I mean, no way relation. I, I, I was watching some of that 90-day fiancé time with my mother. I don't understand how these relationships with people survive. How do human beings have relationships with each other? Yes, because I, I want to kill both of them on the, that show. Yeah, and and they're not even married yet. Yeah, I'm so mad at them for their bad life choices, like watching Teen Mom. Yeah, and then they put they and then you know I'm already hating that show for all the bad choices these teen moms make. Mm-hmm. Like this week they want to be a motivational speaker. Last week they were selling earrings. The week before it was makeup mm-hmm. in little cases. Then it was more, different kinds of jewelry. Yeah, they just they just can't get it together, yeah. right? And they marry uh, deadbeat guys for the most part. They can't get it together. Mm-hmm. And what teen mom do they put on there to kind of kind of show that no, a teen mom can be something more? Bristol freaking Palin, <laughs> Sarah Palin's daughter, <laughs> who is very famous for taking money to give speeches on abstinence to these teens yeah. when she's already had two kids yeah. out of wedlock I'm, with two different guys. <laughs> she got paid almost half a million dollars for that. And she's divorced from these two different guys. She's absolutely miserable now. Uh-huh. And you see her on this teen mom. Both the guys hate her. Hate her. And she has to live in Texas because of her divorce agreement. She can't live in Alaska yeah. with her kid and with a bad name, Trip, whatever, Trick or, or Trichinosis or whatever they want to call him, right? A tuberculosis. Uh-huh. Um, and she's sitting there and she's just, oh, she's loathsome. Yeah. Loathsome. I mean, and these, I, these, these shows are, are, are agony and, and entertainment all rolled in one. The only way to make it make it even better would be to add gypsies, I guess. Because I'm a gypsy. Are you coming with me? I might steal your clothes and wear them if they fit me. Never made agreements. It's like a gypsy. And I won't back down because life's already fit me. And I won't cry. I'm too young to cry. You gon' quit. Because I'm a gypsy. My big fat gypsy, American gypsy wedding. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch this. It's in season eight. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It's, my God, these gypsies, man. It's a freaking train wreck. The, the dresses, you go into Cave of Cool, you look at these dresses. I showed you something tame. They look like clown dresses. They are freak show. They're, they're prom dresses made for somebody. It's like a special Olympics ball. Now, when, they, when, I mean? when they say gypsies, these are, are these actual gypsies? Like people yes, they call, themselves Romani, they call themselves Romani gypsies. They're, they're actually Romani gypsies. Yes, and they come from England where they got kind of kicked out because they drive around, well, they're basically scamming people and criminals, and they're yeah. very shady. They're very shady. And the women um, stay home and cook and clean and have the children, and all the older mothers look like catcher's mitts because they've been in the sun too long, and they've really let themselves go, but they put on the makeup and the hair and the belly shirts anyway. It's like, Mom, you don't need a belly shirt if you have a belly, right? It means you don't have a belly. I know it's confusing, but a belly shirt means you do not have any belly. You can show it off, right? And it's just insane. It's one, the one yesterday, the guy had already married one sister, uh-huh. right, when she was 15. They use the girls usually married 15, drop out of school at 15, right? Um, to marry these idiots and drive around and, 
And of course, they, they all believe in this big wedding. They go and they go to this one woman, one scammy woman, right? Yeah. That, that has like Ted Cruz and drag. And she <laughs> makes the dresses with more rhinestones and sequins, or she makes these poofy things. One girl looked like a, 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 a deck of cards. You know what I mean? These are, these are clown costumes. They wouldn't <laughs> pass muster on, on Project Runway if it was a clown costume challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> They, they would get, they'd be out, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you if you look on the cave of cool, you see these pictures. You go, and these girls are proud of this. They cry when they see their dress. They think it's the most beautiful dress they've ever seen. It's an abomination. <laughs> and they're out. And they're doing this when they're fifteen. So this guy, he marries the older sister at fifteen, but then he, he divorces her because he's fallen in love with the younger sister. And but she's only fourteen, so he's in trouble already because. Uh, he has to wait till she's 15 before she can marry her. So they've been on the run for two years. Um, it's just, it's absolutely insane. And her mother and sister decide they're going to go break up this wedding, okay, that okay. these two are having. Now, of course, all these two have to say is, we're not going to tell you where the wedding is, you old catcher's mitt, and so you can't do anything about it. But, of course, they do tell her, and the, and the confrontation looks fake and, and played up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're not even good gypsy actors, right? They're bad teenage Gypsy and, and, and scuzzy mum actors. And the one yesterday, her daughter wanted to go off and be a nurse and get an education and stay in school and didn't oh. want to go with a boy, uh-huh. right? Like she was a rare gypsy, right? Yeah. And our mother spent the whole episode telling her, you will not do this. You will quit school. You will find yourself a nice rummy boy. And <laughs> you, these gorgeous, they call us gorgeous, right? If we're yeah. not, the, these gorgeous have put ideas in your heads, right? <laughs> the, you're not following the gypsy way, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm sitting on your ass, sweeping the floor, because they show all these girls sweeping the floor for some reason every episode. They all sweep that damn kitchen floor. It's like they, that's all they do all day. Um, and so they, her mother finds this guy, and he's got this kind of Amish beard. You know the one without the mustache, the mm-hmm. really gay-looking one yeah. that they do, right? That that one that is an abomination. And they bring him in to her her little party she's having, um, and he gets down on one knee and proposes to her, and then they interview him. He looks like he got a horse horse kicked him in the head. <laughs> I don't know what she wants. I'm offering her good life with the gypsies. I'm a gypsy, right? And he's talking. He expects this girl that yeah, can read and write um, to actually um, go off with him, right? Uh. And of course, she's offense Says, "No, mom, I'm not, I'm not doing that, right? I'm going to school." And so it all blows up in the mother's face. And the mother's got to apologize for this poor guy she brought out, thinking that this would, you know, this this girl would run off with this this moron. Oh, it's the stupidest thing ever, and they take it all so seriously, uh-huh. uh, like it's real, right? When they're just basically, again, social services should be involved. Yeah, that's how MTV knows they got a show. <laughs> if if we have to have a guy from social services on staff, we have got a winner. <laughs> and now, and I watch, I've watched three episodes already in like two days. I'm addicted. And now uh, they don't have Bridezillas at my at my library, mm-hmm. right? And I've tried to order because somewhere in Alberta <laughs> there is a library that has all the seasons of Bridezilla on DVD. Oh wow. They're actually gonna, it's going to find me eventually. So that's, that's actually a, that's that's so. The I'm on a list. System? I'm on a list in Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Right. So, that that will deliver to me and call me when it's here. Uh-huh. All the seasons of Bridezilla. This is on this DVD. Is, this is the part of culture that we're going <laughs> to preserve in the library. Is the you know, man. Yeah. You know that and the bomb, just like uh, in in the Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah. The part two or the second one, yeah. Yeah. Underneath the planet, beneath the Planet of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. All the books, all the Bridezilla DVDs, and yeah. Honey, Honey Boo Boo, and the, the, now the Gypsies. But it's so it's so. Over the top, bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, 
I wanted to see how much I could watch before I didn't watch any more. And now, this gypsy shows must be relatively new. I mean, well, I'm surprised we haven't heard any backlash from actual gypsies saying, yeah, it's "No, no, no." That's the thing; culture. they don't feel insulted. They feel it honors their culture. They think they're getting, they're showing off their culture to us, gorgeous, who don't get why, why this is the right way to go. Again, if you're a gypsy boy, it's great. Your mom kisses your ass. Your sisters do all the work and the laundry and the cooking and everything. And basically, when you're 15, you can find some girl who's stupider than dirt, right, to, to be your little um, puppet and go off and commit your whatever gypsy things gypsies do. Right? And no, this came from Britain. Britain okay. had very popular uh, series about uh, British gypsies. Mm -hmm. And then they were, then they found out that these gypsies have these kind of weddings, which are insane. Mm -hmm. Right? And their girls wear these insane wedding dresses. And it just translated so well to America. You know? And this woman, I don't know how much she charges. I have to find out for these gypsy dresses she makes or she has her minions make. I mean, she's supposedly the, gr the greatest gypsy wedding dress designer. There's a title. The greatest gypsy wedding dress designer of all time. You know, that's, who wants that title? That's like being the greatest commandant at a Nazi concentration camp ever. You know, <laughs> I had the highest Q scores. I had the best numbers, right? Yeah. The Fuhrer yeah. said I had the best numbers, you know? It's like, it, that's what it's like. It's, it's a dubious achievement. A, dubious at best, yes. But these girls come in and cry, and she makes them close their eyes, and she shows them, this is what you wanted. And even if the girl didn't want blue, and 10,000 rhinestones and peacock feathers and and a soda machine attached to her. <laughs> it, it would never happen. Well, this dress makes popcorn, right? Somehow. Your body heat will make popcorn. Um, that's what I'm waiting for, uh -huh. and it's coming. Because every week, I, I just look at these dresses and go, that's as bad as the one last week. Instead of going one way where she gets better every week, it's like a new low every week. <laughs> I mean, when she started, maybe she was the real thing. Maybe it was creative, but it, it's so high school. It's like she takes prom dresses and and bedazzles them. <laughs> like Disco Stew wouldn't wear a Disco Stew jacket that's been bedazzled, right? Uh -huh. With his name on it. Remember, it's Disco Stew. Disco <laughs> Stew, yeah. Homer wanted to make one that said Disco Stud, but he ran out of rivets. <laughs> he ran out. Uh, yeah. Ran out of so bedazzle. bedazzles, yeah. so he couldn't do it. Yeah. So Disco Stew wouldn't have the jacket because Disco, Disco Stew don't advertise. <laughs> So that's that's my life, man. That's that's Cave of Cool that's right there. Life. So that's that's the yeah, reality TV show. Well, uh, my big fat American Gypsy uh, wedding. They even get away with a title like that. Yeah. That I must uh, now learn to talk. Reality about. show, stretching the boundaries of the of the uh, the word reality. Oh my god! And it's not even Survivor because they're not really suffering. Yeah. It's like it's like they say about death and stupidity that Ricky Gervais says. It's only bad for everyone else. Yeah, that's true. If you're stupid, that doesn't hurt you. It hurts everybody else. If you're yeah. dead, you don't know about it. It doesn't yeah. hurt you. Just it hurts everyone you. around you, yeah. right? That's what being stupid. Being gypsy, same thing. Yeah. It hurts everyone around you, not you. <laughs> you think it's great. I'm suffering uh, because I realize there's something worse than a hillbilly, and that's a gypsy hillbilly, right? I mean, it, and, and you know me, I'm, I'm staggered now by the, the depths of where this is all going. And I wonder why we're in the state we're in. So... Create the Cave of Cool. Come laugh at these shows with me. Uh -huh. Watch those clips. And if you become addicted to it, good on you because the world's a scary, scary place. And any place where I could feel better than uh, a, a gypsy girl on her wedding day, that's a good world. At least I'm not a gypsy teenager with no education who can't read and write wearing a, a dress that serves tacos. So if you're confused by the world, 
the cave of cool is your part in the storm. That's right. I will find something that will amuse and delight you. Mm-hmm. Something. Not, if it's not your, well. your, your, your jam, come back a little later. There will be other things for you to be impressed by. I promise you that.
Theosy production.